Packers Daily with Jason Mertides. Welcome to episode number one of Flyers Daily with Jason Mertides. And I am Jason Mertides coming to you from the home studio tonight. Flyers Daily, the first episode. And just as the title states, this podcast will be daily. We'll be doing Flyers Fix. We're happy to check that one out. If you haven't yet, check out Flyers Fix as well. All part of the part of the Flyers Broadcast Network, and we're bringing you great stuff. Andrea Helfrich, everything but hockey with great stuff. Flyers Fix will be every ten days to two weeks, and we'll do some long form interviews in that podcast with players, coaches, uh, executives. Uh, Different uh, angles. We'll have long form discussion, but Flyers Daily, what you're listening to now, is going to be something every day, some kind of content. If it's a game day, we'll be getting you ready for the game that night. We'll be bringing you interviews, whether the team is on the road, whether the team is home, whatever it might be. Um, the day after games, we'll give you recaps of games and some interviews there as well. We're going to be talking to players quite a bit. The goal here is to give you great Flyers content every day through the remainder of this season. And as always, give us a follow on Twitter. Flyer, or follow at Flyers 24-7. Or give us a follow on Twitter. Um, follow me at Jason Mert. If you have questions, you can submit them there. We'll answer them on Flyers Daily as much as we can. If you have questions for players and stuff like that, I'll find out the information and either ask the player here on Flyers Daily or get you your answer here as well. This is interactive, and we want this to be a forum almost for all Flyer fans. So if you have questions, again, at Jason Mert, hit me on Twitter, and we'll get those questions to the proper people if I can't answer them or they're not directed at me. Give us a follow. Give us a rating and review. Follow us on iTunes, Apple Bot Podcasts, Stitcher, wherever you guys follow. This is available on all those different sites. So make sure you give us a follow and check this out every day. The other part is this will be up for you every morning. So when you're going to work, a new episode will be available to you every single day. So make sure you come back every day, check it out. Tell us what you like, what you don't like, all of those things as well. So um, Flyers, oddly enough, in the middle of the break right now, uh, this is Tuesday. Flyers in the middle of this uh, the bi-week break and all-star break combined. They won't be back on the ice until Thursday. Uh, they're going to be back on the ice on Thursday, and then they're going to head to Pittsburgh and get back underway on Friday and take on the Penguins in Pittsburgh. And the schedule coming up, really, it's, it's kind of the theme of this first episode of Flyers Daily is a look ahead to what's coming up for this team down the road. And when you look at this upcoming schedule, and it starts really right out of the gate. Now, they didn't end before the bye week and, and all-star break with a lot of easy opponents when you consider they had to take on Washington, Tampa, Boston, St. Louis, Montreal, Los Angeles, and the Penguins. All of those teams right now are playoff teams. All of those teams are playing well with the exception, well, Montreal's playing better, but the exception of the Los Angeles Kings. And the Flyers did really well in that stretch. They're going to come back. They'll take on Pittsburgh on the road off that 3 nothing. uh um, game where they shut out the Penguins at the Wells Fargo Center, perhaps their most complete game of the year in that Brian Elliott shutout, 19 saves. They'll get Pittsburgh, who I'm sure is angry, and then they'll get Colorado the next day. So Pittsburgh and Colorado, two legit cup contenders right out of the gate to get started. Then they'll go on the road, take on Detroit, come home against the Devils, go on the road to take on Washington, then get Florida at home, then a three-game road trip with the Islanders, Panthers, and, and Lightning, and then at home and home, with Columbus here later in the month as well. Then Winnipeg comes in, San Jose, a back-to-back, or home-and-home, rather, with the New York Rangers. And things, we know how tight things are right now 
in the Eastern Conference and what needs to be done to get into the playoffs. And when you consider all that, one of the things you look at here in the unofficial second half of the season is the strength of schedule. And the strength of schedule coming down the stretch for the Flyers is the sixth hardest in the NHL. Now you go, okay, that sixth hardest. What's the winning percentage? It's 570. The opponents that they have left have a winning percentage of 570. Flyers, 32 games left, 16 on the road, 16 at home. They got 14 games against their division down the stretch as well. Um, so a lot can change here in the Metropolitan Division if you can take care of business. Now, obviously, one of the things in the storylines of the first half was the Flyers' inability on the road and conversely with their uh, success at home, 17-4 and four at home. They've lost four games at home in regulation so far. Um, and then you look at on the road, 10-13-2, but they've actually done good against the Eastern Conference. they got to be better on the road overall. They're only going to leave the time zone one more time. They have three more back-to-backs this season, but they don't look as grueling as perhaps some of the back-to-backs that they had to face earlier this season. Now, their next back-to-back – is coming up in a couple of weeks. Um, they're going to have to take on the Florida Panthers and the New York Islanders. Now, this is a tough back-to-back because, A, two good teams, right? Number one, Florida, and they're third-place team right now in the Atlantic Division, and the Islanders are uh, the, the third-place team in the Metropolitan Division. So two important opponents that, even though Florida's not in your division, you could be battling for a wild-card spot with the Florida Panthers. They're not a wild-card team right now because Toronto's not even in the mix, but... When all said and done, that could be a team. And that one is where the the second part of the back-to-back is on the road against the New York Islanders and kicks off that three-game road trip. So that's an interesting one. Um, then when you look down the road even further, the Flyers have a couple other back-to-backs that they'll deal with in three games in four days. They get Minnesota and Edmonton March 14th and 15th. Both of those, however, at home. They'll get another back-to-back coming up on March 28th and 29th at New Jersey and then against Penguins. But that Penguins game, the second of that back-to-back, or home-and-home, is at home. And they also have three games in four days with three of those games being, or two of the three games, being on the road. So interesting stuff. Another back-to-back April 1st and April 2nd. That's with the uh, New York Rangers on the road and Nashville at home. Then they'll wrap up the season on April 4th. But with that schedule and the sixth hardest schedule down the stretch, so the teams that they're trying to battle it out for here in the Metropolitan Division and in the Eastern Conference to get into the playoffs, they're sitting right now in the ninth seed with 60 points in 50 games. The Hurricanes, one point ahead, also with 50 games. Columbus, wild card number one, 51 games and 62 points. Um, Columbus right now uh, has been just streaking through their last 18 games behind the goaltending of Elvis Merzikens. But is that a team that can sustain, that John Tortorella can keep going at this high pace, even without all the loss that they had this offseason? You know that they lost the bread man, Artemi Panarin. You know that they lost Duchesne. You know that they lost Sergei Bobrovsky. That's a team right now playing great, but is it able to be sustained? So if I'm looking for the Flyers' path to the playoffs, there's three teams that I'm looking at here in the Eastern Conference. One of them is Columbus. I don't know that they can sustain playing at that high level of play. They've played this well in 18 games, 8-2 and two in their last 10. They've won six straight, and they're only two points ahead of the Flyers, but the Flyers have a game in hand, so they're pacing the same. Can Columbus sustain that level of play through the remaining 30 what, 31 games for them? I don't know that. Okay, let's look at the other team, the Carolina Hurricanes, who are one point ahead of the Flyers, and they've played each played 50 games. Is that a team that could be ripe? Perhaps. I don't see that as much as a possibility. I think Carolina could end up finishing third in the division. The other team that I think, though, is ripe is the New York Islanders, and here's why. 
they blew a 4-1 lead at home against Barry Trott's former team, the Washington Capitals. Now, Barry Trott's teams don't give up a lot of goals. From the, the year that Doug Waite coached the Islanders and the first year of Barry Trotz, they shed, they gave up over 100 less goals season to season. And for a Barry Trotz team to give up a 4-1 lead in the third period, lose to the team he coached prior 6-4, to four, something's off in New York. A. B. Also the last game before the break for the Islanders, they benched Matt Barzell. Barry Trotz benched Matt Barzell, his best player, his all-star, the fastest skater in the fastest skater competition at the all-star game in the third period. It's a crossroads right now for the Islanders. Will they be able to sustain? They got off to a great start this season. Things have not been great of late. 4-4-2 four, four, in their last 10. 63 points. They're hanging out right now in the third spot in the Metropolitan Division. I think the two teams that could drop out are the New York Islanders and the Columbus Blue Jackets. So if two teams come out, who are the two teams that go in? The Flyers right now, with the 60 points, are three points ahead of the Maple Leafs. The Maple Leafs and the Flyers could be your two wild card teams when it's all said and done. Or maybe Florida's a wild card team and the Leafs end up finishing third in the Atlantic Division if they're able to straighten things out. But the Leafs have been struggling big time lately as well. Uh, but those are the two prime teams, the Islanders and the Blue Jackets. So what's their strength of schedule coming down the stretch? Well, Carolina, we just mentioned, they have the second hardest schedule in the NHL coming down the stretch. The number one team with the hardest schedule is the Detroit Red Wings with a 591 win percentage of opponents. They're like way out above everybody else. Now, Detroit, not in the mix for the playoffs. They're not going to have a playoff push. Carolina with that 574 opponents winning percentage, 15 home and 17 road. That bodes well for the Flyers as maybe Carolina is a team that could come out. I don't think that they will. Um, 28th in the NHL. With the third hardest uh, schedule the rest of the way are the are the Rangers rather in Nashville 572 for their opponents. Can the Rangers get in? 16 home games, 18 road, 572. I, look, I never thought the Rangers were going to be a team that were going to get in anyway, but they're in the mix right now. But I don't think they'll fade. The Flyers with the sixth hardest in that 570, 16 home, 16 road. Columbus 24th with a 566 winning percentage of their opponents down the stretch. So not an easy road for Columbus. And then when you look all the way up and you look at the New York Islanders, they've got a rather the 13th easiest schedule in the league, 557 winning percentage of their opponents, 16 home games, 17 road for the New York Islanders. So we'll see how that plays out. Um, what does it all mean? Look, here's the rubber is going to meet the road when these teams play each other in the division and how things shape out will largely be determined on those head-to-head matchups, A, and B, how many of these games go to overtime and are three-point games? Are you able to make up ground? Or are you able to get points in games that you end up not winning? That's how it's going to play out. That's the point system. I don't like the point system. A lot of people don't like the point system. But that's what it is right now in these three-point games. And more teams in tie hockey games with eight minutes to go are getting these games to overtime not playing any risk and just getting the one point and moving on from there that's the systems in place um, until they change that system teams aren't going to change their strategy because you got to get into the playoffs to have any sort of run at the stanley cup and it's not easy to get into the playoffs anymore in the nhl the old notion of well everybody gets in in the nhl yeah 16 teams used to get in when there was 19 teams or 22 teams in the nhl that's not the case anymore there's 31, soon to be 32. Half the league is going to get in. 
half the league's not going to make the playoffs. And it's a big deal when you get in in the NHL because any of the teams can go on a run. We've seen eight seeds win cups, seven seeds win cups. You look at L.A. when they won their first cup. They had a magical run. They were a low-seeded team. It can happen in the NHL as long as you're playing well, you're healthy, and you got goaltending and good coaching. Do the Flyers have that combination if they get in? Perhaps. Need to get Carter Hart back. He's still dealing with that lower abdominal strain. The bye week couldn't have come at a better time to limit the amount of games that he misses. So we'll see when he's back. Perhaps he gets that game at the Wells Fargo Center coming up on Saturday when they face off against the Colorado Avalanche. And Brian Elliott gets the game Friday night against the Pittsburgh Penguins, who he just shut out 3 to nothing. Serves a couple of masters there. Number one, Elliott, better on the road this season. Carter Hart has struggled on the road, but has been excellent at home. A 1.43 goals against average at home with a 940 save percentage. Perhaps we see Carter Hart against the Colorado Avalanche. Won't know if he's back yet, though, until Thursday when they get back on the ice. And that's what's, uh, what's coming up for the Philadelphia Flyers. So, First episode of Flyers Daily in the books. Again, hit, hit me up on Twitter at Jason Mert. Subscribe to this podcast. Subscribe to Flyers Fix. Supri- subscribe to uh, Andrea's Everything But Hockey. We'll be bringing you a ton of different stuff here at PhiladelphiaFlyers.com. You'll be able to get this and all the podcasts on all the different platforms, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, you name it. Make sure you subscribe. Give us a rating and review, and we'll check out next time on Flyers Daily. Enjoy your hockey, everybody. The preceding program is an original production of Flyers Radio 24-7. You can find this and other programs available on demand at FlyersRadio247.com.